Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, Savage Approach Personal Finance. This is George Grombacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Gino Barbaro. Gino, are you ready to do this? George, I was born ready. Love it. Let's do this. Gino is the co-founder of Jake and Gino. He is an investor in over 1,100 multifamily units, a 25-year restaurant industry veteran, owning a restaurant for that whole time. He's a podcaster and the father of six. I'm excited to have you on. Gino, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Um, George, going to give a quick overview. Um, most important thing in my life is that I have six kids. We homeschool our six kids. Um, I've got a fantastic wife who actually became a life coach, certified marriage coach, because of what she saw me helping other people doing, um, which was really inspirational to me. I like battling with her, but she's, she's, she's a rock star <laughs> to be able to do what she does. I, I'm really... Um, I'm really blessed to have that. And it's all about, you know, the culture that you create in your household and your businesses. So we're going to touch on that later. But um, I was in the restaurant business for 25 years. I loved it for the first 15. Um, It was great. I was with my dad, my brother. Um, Great recession hits in 2008. I'm starting to dread it, working harder, making less. I said, I need something. And really the, 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 I guess, seminal moment in my life was I, I went to life coaching school. I wanted more personal development. I figured out what my why was. And once you figure out your why, you can sort of figure out how. And it led me to multifamily. Going from from uh, back in 2013, I had three streams of revenue. Uh, the restaurant business, I had a little private note, and I had a fourplex um, till today where I have uh, 23 streams of revenue. So uh, it's just really all about building a business, trying to scale up, and multifamily allowed me to do that. I didn't want to fix and flip homes. I had a job already, so it led me to multifamily. Uh, partnered with Jake, who uh, I met at the restaurant, and I guess you can say the rest is history. Nice, well, congratulations, and a, and a pretty, pretty uh, short amount of time, going from three streams of revenue to I think you said 23, so I think that that's awesome. Homeschooling six kids. How I, I, I can't even, I think that that's amazing. Uh, and so kudos to her. I think that's a whole other podcast episode down the road. So. <laughs> or two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, 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 I love all the material that, that you and Jake put out. Uh, I think it's self-deprecating. Uh, I think it says that how a former pizza guy and a drug rep amassed you know thousands of apartment units in just six years. So I think that probably goes to your approach. But... Just talk, kind of, if, if if you would talk me through that, through the process of, of how it is you got started, and I mean, how how you fig- how you were able to do what what you've done in, in a relatively short amount of time. Well, like I said, George, I mean, I, I really do credit a lot of it to the personal development. It's really all about mindset. I just was what Tony Robbins says. I was either I was moving away from pain. There's two types of motivation. You're moving away from pain or moving towards pleasure. I'm definitely moving towards pleasure now because I love what I'm doing, right? But back then, five, six years ago, I just didn't like the restaurant anymore. I, I had the kids. Everyone's telling me how you're going to pay for college, how you're going to pay for their wedding. So that was my thought process, right? So I've got to start making some passive income. Uh, come Here comes Jake along doing uh, you know some catering out of my restaurant with his uh, pharmaceutical job. And I said, Jake, um, you're going to Knoxville. You're moving, right? He moved back in 2011. I said, when you get down there, let's start analyzing some deals. And it's not a, you know, get rich quick. It's not overnight success. It took us 18 months to find that first deal. Now for me, fortunately, I had taken a couple coaching 
programs with real estate. So I knew how to analyze deals. I knew how to underwrite deals, how to talk to brokers, how to run these properties. Fortunately for me, Jake was boots on the ground and he's, he's a terrific partner. I mean, he says what he does and he does what he says and he's always pushing me, I'm pushing him. And it was a great synergy for us. So we both had similar mindsets. We both wanted to get out of our jobs. We both wanted passive income and we both wanted to create wealth. And then, you know, come along multifamily, you have the additional tax benefits, additional principal paydowns, the scalability, everything else fell into place with it. But that first, that first deal, it took us 18 months to find. And the amazing thing about life and about, about business is once you get that first success, all of a sudden you figure it out, it's proof of concept, the momentum starts. And three months later, we got a next deal, which was 36 units. And then six months after that, we had 136 units. So it's 200 units within the first year of buying our first deal. Jake ends up leaving his job six months after that big purchase. We started doing property management full time, and here we are. But uh, in the beginning, it was tough. I mean, have, not having credibility, not knowing the brokers, not knowing how to you know underwrite these deals well, going to a new market. It was all. It was all. Um, you know. It was all a challenge for us, but like I said, knowing your why, you know, it'll definitely keep you on the on the uh, on the path. Yeah, I appreciate that. So, moving away from pain, trying to tr- trying to find a better way, you 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 find your why, and so that's obviously you're probably really engaged in your work. Um, what kind of resources did you have at that time, or rather? What, what kind of resources does somebody have to have to sort of mimic what, what you guys have been able to do? I mean, I don't want to sound as if I'm trying to sell education because I, that's one of our multiple streams of revenue, but I will guarantee you that I would not have been able to take down that 136-unit deal without having a coach or a mentor helping me out. And it's not like you need them every day, but when you do have a question and you've never gone through a big deal, well, how do you do a lease audit? Or, you know, what is rubs? Or, you know, do I, you have this takeover document? I had that when I needed it, and that is what really propelled me and really helped me out to get that third deal done. And once that happened, you get the confidence, and all of a sudden you've got a big deal on your resume, and more deals start happening. So that I, I credit a lot of that success to it and the other thing is I mean honest it's really trying not to be a a drifter trying to really stay focused and not getting that shiny object syndrome where one day it's mobile home parks the next day it's leases the next day it's commercial the next day it's self-storage the next day it's multifamily I think really what anyone needs to do especially in the real estate industry is pick a niche it can be any niche you want. It doesn't really matter to me. Pick one. Really spend a good six to 12 months researching it, listening to podcasts, finding people who've done it. Success leaves clues. And then, you know, think about paying for your education and don't think about it as a cost. Think about it as an investment. That'll change everything. Once you learn the skill set and you learn how to underwrite a deal, it's done. You've learned it. You've paid for it. You've got it forever. Always think about being able to create value and bring value to a partnership. If you've got that skill set, look for somebody who's got capital or look for somebody who's on boots on the ground in a market. I think the next thing you need to do is really focus on the market. Stop underwriting deals and focus and choose a market that you're going to like to invest in, whether it's in your background or whether it's, you know, three hours away. Pick a market based on certain metrics. And then after that, start building the team in that market. Got it. Okay, And all that makes a lot of sense to me. How. I think it's so important, especially if we're talking about real estate, there's so many different ways to to get involved. How did you settle on apartments? Um, for me, it was easy. I, I was already working 55, 60 hours a week in the restaurant. I was already paying nice, nice taxes back to the government. So I said two things. I don't want to fix and flip houses and be on job sites with contractors. 
And I just want something where I can scale up and have 10 or 15 or 20 units in one place and be able to manage while I'm running the restaurant. And then there'll be, there's gonna be that inflection point where you hit a certain number where you can say goodbye to your day job and transition into multifamily. And that can happen really quick. I mean, you can start off with a 10, 10 unit property and a year later you're buying a 30 or 40 unit property. You can sort of think about leaving your job. And that's why you know apartments gravitated. I didn't know anything about cost segregation, which is an amazing tax benefit. I didn't know a lot about the other benefits i just was looking for yield and looking for cash flow and everything else fell into place after got it okay so on a on that first deal um are are you having to is it a matter of of having a down payment is it getting how, how, how does that work that's a great question i mean everyone thinks about multifamily and the average investor is like i can't do that you know i need to i always hear the objection i need to save money for a down payment and I'm gonna wait till the market corrects. My answer to that simply is go back 40, 50 years ago and you're gonna have the same exact objections. 50 years ago, people didn't have money to buy real estate. They were waiting They were waiting for the market to correct. I think what you need to do is you need to take the long game. You're never gonna have enough money if you're working W-2 to actually get money for a down payment. What you can do is you can use creative financing, you can use owner financing, which is what we did in our first deal. You can learn how to syndicate deals and raise money for other deals and ultimately get investors to invest in your deals you can partner with other people right and there's so many ways to do that and you know if you don't start in in, you know if you don't start educating yourself and choosing a market where the economy does actually correct you're not ready to take advantage of that because you don't have any boots on the ground you don't know any brokers you don't need property managers you haven't chosen the market you haven't gotten your business plan in order so you need to start today if you're serious about it choose that market start talking to investors start looking for partners start building that team out and what was the rest of that question? I'm sorry, I forgot the rest of that question. No, it was really just, and, and you certainly answered it. Is is how do I what what kind of financial resources do I really need to buy to buy my oh, first unit? Oh yes, I'm sorry, George. It was our first our first deal was a six hundred thousand dollar deal. Um, it was twenty five units. Uh, we came up with uh, bank uh, owner financing. The owner financed ten percent of the down payment, so that was a sixty thousand dollar down payment seller finance note. We need to come up with sixty thousand dollars. So with Jake, myself, and I and my brother on the first deal, we each had. To come up with about $27,000, about $83,000 total for, you know, closing costs and everything for 25 units off to the races. It was great. And, you know, the great thing about it was Jake decided to do property management. So that was another multiple stream of income for him. He was boots on the ground. You know what? We're going to pay you 10% of the revenue. You manage this thing. It was a hard property to manage. It was weekly renters. We needed to actually upgrade the tenant base. We needed to do a lot of deferred maintenance. So for him, it was another little stream of revenue where it pushed him even that much closer to leave his job. Nice. All right, so with with apartments, and you can just tell me if if, if, if there's no sort of metrics or hard fast rules because there's probably not. But what obviously you 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 own the asset and you're having to service the debt on a monthly basis. But can can you expect a certain amount of revenue coming in? Sort of like like I'm I'm blanking on the correct terms, like rental income coming in. And that should be X percent of of this kind of a thing. Well, when we started out back in February 2013, the, the metrics were, I guess we want to call them the trifecta. We, we were looking for a 10 percent cash on cash return. We were looking for an A cap and we we're looking for a debt coverage ratio of a one point two, which means that you're collecting 20 percent more income than what the debt you're servicing on the property. So the remainder you can actually pay off. Nowadays, cap rates have compressed tremendously because of the money that's flowing into the asset. And it's a, more of a difficult question because you can buy a property in California in a, in a single top tier market at a three to four cap, 
or you can buy something in Cleveland, which is a more linear market at eight or nine caps. So it's a little bit different. I mean, if you can buy a property with 10% cash on cash return day one actual with upside, that's fantastic. It's, that's really good in this market. You'll be able to syndicate that kind of deal. Um, we're, you know, in our market of Knoxville, we can still buy properties in the seven to eight caps because we have those relationships. It's going to take a lot longer to find a deal. You're going to have to underwrite and look at 80 deals before you find one in, the, in this market. And 80 doesn't mean driving around and actually getting out of the car and looking at them. I mean deals that come onto your desk. So that's the other thing for beginners. Think about having to look at 80 deals before you find a good one. So if you can only underwrite four deals a week, it's going to take you 20 weeks of constant work to get that first deal. If you can underwrite 30 deals a week, you're going to be a lot quicker. So um, that's what you really need to do in the beginning. You really need to be getting deal flow. And how do you get deal flow? Start opting into broker lists and start talking to brokers and start having them send you whatever you can get your hands on. Okay. So let's let's fast forward 12 months and somebody's been really sinking their teeth into learning the apartment business and mm -hmm. taking classes and all that. Why, why do people fail? Why, why do they succeed? I think, well, for failure, I think it's pretty simple. I think they just, you know, the majority of people in, in this country, we fail because it gets too hard and our, our why is not big enough. Um, for me, I burn the ships. Certainly, literally, when I was 42 years old, I said, I'm done with the restaurant. If I don't do this multifamily thing, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I had no option but to succeed. I mean, T. Harvecker says it. If you have the warrior mentality, you know, you don't go on the battlefield saying, you know what, I might fail. If you fail, you die, basically. So I think people really need to be bought into what they're doing. I think another thing that's really important, we'll mention it later, is, is your environment and the culture that you're around. You know, in your environment, if you can surround yourself with like-minded people who want to mastermind with you and who want to lift you up, you're going to succeed in that environment. And that's what happened to me. When I partnered with Jake, the two of us were our own little mastermind. We brought our partner Mike on. Now we've started to grow our other properties and our other businesses. And we've had these amazing employees and amazing investors. It just gives you the energy and it just makes you want to succeed. And it helps you succeed. Um, I think those are part of the success slash failures. You really need to worry about your environment. And I think also you think you need to start identifying as the person you're trying to become. If, you know, when I started out, I was in the, I was in the restaurant business, I had my chef coat on, I was still identifying as a pizza guy. When I became really successful and we started Jake and Gino and I had those 200 units, I all of a sudden, the light switch went on and I said, wow, I'm, an, I'm a multifamily investor right now. I'm an educator right now. What do I need to do to continue that? How do I identify with that? The identification was write a book, start talking to investors, underwrite more deals, go to meetups, create this platform. You start when you start identifying with what you want to become, you start taking those actions that will lead to success. Well, I certainly appreciate that very much. And how you view yourself is going to then translate in how you present yourself to the world and how people perceive you. So I think that that's 100 mm -hmm. percent correct. And. That burn the ships is uh, is is absolutely one of my favorites. For those of you who are not familiar with that, just Google that and then enjoy. So, <laughs> I agree with you totally. I think it's it's something that's always interesting to me. Um, some people say, you know, you just need to let things come to you, and then the flip side of that coin is you need to make things happen. What are your thoughts on that? 
Well, I mean, our slogan is MIH. I mean, things come to you nowadays. I don't know if things are going to come to you nowadays. I mean, there's a lot of competition in every industry. I think you've got to constantly be learning. When you graduate college, it's called commencement. I think as Zig Ziglar said it, because you're commencing your education. You're not finishing your education. You need to constantly continue to learn because things are changing at such a rapid pace. And I think people really need to work on personal development. They need to be thinking about reading stuff that is gives them positive messages. They need to be surrounding themselves with positive people. And I, I think you have to lean in. I mean, you know, you read the four hour work week, people are like, oh, I can do this in four hours. I've got a bit of news for everybody out there. Once you, <laughs> once you become financially free, you're going to be like, holy crap, this is a lot of fun. I don't want to retire. My, I was in, I was in Allstate about two months ago getting my, my, um, car insurance and the guy looks over me he says uh hey gino you know you look like you're uh, you know pretty financially savvy have you taken care of your retirement and i looked over to him i said dude i am retired i mean this is why i don't have to worry about a 401k whatever money i'm making i'm stacking and stacking and stacking and i love what i'm doing and if you can love what you do and you don't have to worry about monetizing because it's going to happen sooner or later. The more people you serve, the more value you can add, the more apartment units you can get, the more people you can bring onto your education platform and help them get deals, the more money you're going to make and the more fulfilled you're going to be. It's not really once you become financially free about making money. The reason why I wanted to become financially free was I told my wife this actually yesterday. I said, I don't want to worry about the bills anymore. If I want to buy a $10,000 golf cart, I'll go buy one. If you know if the roof goes and I got to spend 20 grand on the roof, I'll do that. I don't want to worry about that bill. It's not about making money. I, I told her today, profit's the fuel. It's not the destination for me anymore. I don't really look at the bottom line as much as I used to five and six years ago. I don't worry about money as much as I used to. So that allows me to become more creative and to do things that I like. And then eventually, maybe this podcast, somebody will listen to it and you know join our platform. And if that doesn't happen, that's fine. But I'm having a, a good time on this call with you. And I think that's what life is ultimately all about, trying to do what you like to do best, getting better at it because you, you're constantly doing it. And then eventually, you know, the money is not the result. It's, 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 the, it's the cause, right? I mean, money's not the cause, it's the result. That's, that's, that's how I've, you know, shifted my mindset in the last three or four years. Oh, I love it. I love it, man. Well, Gino, Savage Nation is ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? Like I said, I think the most important thing that I've learned in the last couple of years, it's, it's all about culture. As you start growing your business, you want to create a culture. And that's what we've done with the Jake and Gino platform. We're bringing on so many great students. It's, it's led by the team that we've, we've been able to, you know, to, to, to be able to attract, you know, I, it's funny, man, you know, I, I've been able to attract really good people because I'm in a better place in my life right now. And I was thinking, you know, years ago at the restaurant, why can't I get good employees? Why can't I get good employees is because I was attracting what I was. As you grow and become a better person, you're going to attract better people. So to be able to do that, I've been able to really hire and attract much better talent. They've been much better. They've been more bought into the process. We're creating a great culture. And if you can do that with your business, it's all about people and it's all about systems. So try to create an amazing culture wherever you are. Like That is great stuff. That definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. Gino, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? How can they get involved with you and your program? Uh, just go on to jakeandgino.com. Uh, we have a podcast called Wheelbarrow Profits. It is the number one multifamily podcast on iTunes. My email address is gino at jakeandgino.com. And if anybody wants a free book, I've got our book, Wheelbarrow Profits. Just email me at gino and jakeandgino.com. I'll send you a free copy of the book. You can start your journey on multifamily. Awesome. I love it. 
Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Gino your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to jakeandgino.com. Check out all the great stuff they have going on and send him an email at gino at jakeandgino.com for a free copy of his book and start educating yourself like he was talking about the whole show. And I'll list all those in the notes of the show. So thank you again, Gino. Thank you for having us on. I appreciate it. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step by step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing. Leave us a review and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on.